Hello, and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzer. How's it going, buddy? Rico, you know what to do. Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, another beautiful day here in Spokane. I bet. What is it, like uh, Snowmageddon there or what? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's actually normal today. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, what? I just I, I want to I, I just want to note how we always start off the show talking about um, the weather and how that's um. It's it's a sign of getting <laughs> old. I think old people love to talk about the weather. I don't know why. It's so we're getting old. I, we, ne- we never used to talk about the weather. I mean, what the hell? I wonder if it's like. If it should just be a running joke that we always open the show about talking about the weather. Well, jokes are typically funny, so I don't know if I'd vote for that. I think people hear um, talk about the weather like, all right, get to the good stuff. Get to the Adam making fun of Brennan's personal life, and, and I want to hear more about the twins. That, that's true. They, they definitely want to hear more not Brennan's, you know, about the Not twins. Brennan's breasts. I'm talking about his actual twins. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is a lot. Uh, my twins are doing great. I mean, you know, they're, um, how do they, they're two years old. How do they like the weather? You know, they they typically when they get outside and they'll be like snow, or they'll be like, "Oh, it's really cold outside, Dad." Pick me up. <laughs> Ready to go uh, back in where it's warm. Drink some cocoa. Um, Do they? Can you like feed? Can you like feed them like anything at this point? Like they can eat whatever you eat at this point. Like anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, not like I mean, you're not. Yeah. They, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I feed them. I feed them anything I eat. Yeah, definitely. Like they're not eating like. Mm, like baby food anymore if that's what you mean like they eat like they they eat like adults so they're not on um, some special like two-year-old diet well you know we don't feed them like too much sweets or anything like that like we don't give them like we don't like encourage like them to like eat a bunch of like candy and stuff like that like we we give them like candy every once in a while but like we're not like giving them candy all the time or like we don't give them like really sweet stuff um to get enough sweet stuff and everything they eat every day and they, and they go to daycare and you know like daycare like you just get a bunch of shit at daycare anyways, and they don't eat that great. Like, they eat, like, macaroni and, like, and, like, you know, they eat daycare food. Like, just, like, basically, like, it's just random stuff that, like, the, the cook comes up with. Have they gotten a fight at daycare yet? Like, or bitten somebody or something like that? Yeah, they, they like, when you take them to daycare, you, uh, well, not when you take them, but, like, they, like, every day they come home with a report. And then some days, every day, every day you get a report card, (laughs) every day you get a report card, but it's like, what was your, what was your child's attitude like today? And it will say like cheerful, playful, cuddly, like that kind of stuff. And then it will like give you a rundown of how many times they pooped or peed. Does you know, like if they ate what they ate. Tells you how long they slept. Do you and Ab- so like, like good- you and your wife Abby like have like an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of how many times they like pooped and peed at daycare each day to add them to your own log totals? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we uh, we like. Well, it's good to know. Like, it's good to know. How, it's good to know if they That's- if they poop because then we know like we know if they will poop later. Like, we'll know. Well, if I mean, we should be expecting a poop. <laughs> I mean, if they do it, they do it, right? Whether or not you're expecting it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's You'd be true. Like, um, Link's like, a daddy diaper. And you're like, no, Link, you already went today. I'm reading the report right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. But yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they're good. They're good, fun kids. They're starting to talk a lot and they repeat everything I say, and which is really cute, especially when they like, 
repeat like God damn it or like shit or when I, they always, they always repeat the like ex- expletives. Like if I like ever like yell something really loud that I get like kind of upset at myself or like I stub my toe, like someone's always there to like, uh, the, the repeat me. They never repeat any of the, the really funny They're things They're like pet parrots at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's enough, of, that's enough of my kids. Uh, let's, uh, well, let's first let's, let's thank our, let's thank everyone that came back to our show. I, I know there was, a you know, a few friends that, uh, watch the show again or watch the show listen to the show my friend my um, friends who watched the show were very disappointed they said it was just sound lines going up and down the whole time yeah i guess it would be kind of boring to watch and i was like yeah um, but you, you gotta visualize but, it yeah visualize me sitting at my desk recording this show i am that's basically what it is um, sit up straight brand come on <laughs> oh i am kind of i am kind of slu- no i know i was visualizing it I need to have better uh, posture. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the show. Um, you know, um, pe- yeah, we appreciate people listening. Of and we, course, pr- and we appreciate, so, and we appreciate your you. feedback. Uh, contrary to what you guys may think, there's not a large panel of judges. There's no report card letting us know how many times we pooped or peed on our show. So our report cards are just in general, your guys' responses, what you text us, what you tell us on social media, and we do appreciate it. And feel free to uh, say more. And just because you've already told us one thing before, don't feel like you can't tell us again. Um, again, contrary to popular belief, we don't have a ton of people beating down our door right now, like probably about like 700 messages a day, but Hey, there's room for 701. So be that 701st person. Right. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, let's kick it off. So this week, Adam, Adam alluded to it this, uh, earlier. And when we opened the show, we're, um, we're doing starship this week. Uh, the, the great, uh, 90s action fil- film uh, directed by Paul Van Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Um, he, uh, I said I Verhoeven. Said- I don't know how to say. It. I, don't even, I, I really don't know this director that well. He's not like some. He's not like a household oh, name. Come on, like come on. He did RoboCop and Total Recall. Yeah, he did those I think two he did movies. Basic, did he do Basic uh, Instinct too? He did. No, he did Basic I, Instinct. I'm, yeah, I'm not looking at his IMDb page. That's like sort of like a. Abscess of my uh, brain reach right now. He did Hollow Man, if anybody oh, remembers man. that. He did do basic. He, he did do oh, basic. Instinct. Oh, uh, I can't tell you how lucky I am that that's right. Um, and then he, but he also did infamous Showgirls. Oh yeah, Showgirls. We should um, do a show on that one time. I've never seen Showgirls, so I'd have to. I definitely would have to watch oh, the movie. That's the worst part. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's watching terrible. the movie. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's, it's basic, basic instincts. The one with the yeah. famous uh, Stone yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's gross. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was directed by him, which he's not. I mean, he's not really the most famous person of this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, sure, yeah maybe. <laughs> well, no, I guess Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, we'll get to him, but uh, not there's not a yeah, ton of star um, power in Starship Troopers. It I know it's called Starship Troopers, but it should be called like mediocre ship troopers because that's about the level of talent. But it didn't matter. Like you got to use what you have, and sometimes it's about good coaching or in this case, good directing. You got to pull the resources you have. Starship Troopers was. Like, I thought it was awesome. I know that a lot of people hate on it. It's kind of corny. I get it. But I think it's, like, such a fun movie. I think so much cool stuff is going on. And, uh, yeah, I'm thrilled to talk about it today. 
would you like? Yes, to I would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's one of the jobs we got for you. Uh, I want to. I want to do a new thing when we do movies, and I want to read the quick synopsis that IMDb gives and see if it's like if it's close enough to like explain the movie. Humans in a a fast a fascistic. A fascistic. Fasc- I, I think it's fascist. Just say fascist. Okay, humans in a fascist militaristic future do battle with giant alien bugs in a fight for survival. That's it. That's it. That's the synopsis. That uh, I. Oh, that's about given. right, wouldn't you say? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that could be a lot of different movies. Uh, well, not not. I guess the fast fast. Also, is, fighting you know, fighting bugs <laughs> on alien planets. It's not a ton of movies that I've seen, but you know. Could, I don't know. It doesn't really give you much. What, really give what do you, you expect all, it to give? What do you expect it to give story. you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Starship Trippers is a. It was a. It was a. It was a really big action film when it came out, um, 1987. I remember the build-up to the movie, um, especially the trailer for the movie. The trailer wasn't like a traditional. Um, wasn't the traditional, I mean, I think one of like, it was probably like a, it wasn't a full trailer. It was kind of like uh what do they call those trailers when it's like really, it's kind of shorter teaser and it's trailer? kind of, um, yeah, teaser trailer. But I remember the teaser trailer, they were on the alien bug world and like this humongous, like sea of these weird aliens are coming towards this base that these starship troopers are trying to protect. And that was like, and it was a big cinematic scene and made like, you're like, oh, this movie's going to be badass. Like, I cannot, like, I was, I mean, this movie came out in 1997, so I was 13 years old, uh, 12 years old at the time. And, like, I remember seeing this, like, I went and saw movies a lot in the trailer, like, and you get the trailers before. And this is back before, you know, I mean, there was, there was the internet, but, like, you couldn't watch many Good trailers. Good luck watching a trailer on the internet um, in 1997 that, without like having like a three hour time window to kill. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, but, uh, I remember you go to movies and you, you know, watch, see what's coming up. And, uh, I remember being up, like, I, see, like, I was like so excited for this movie to come out. Um, and yeah, why don't you, why don't you give the, why don't you give your synopsis? Okay. Well, have? um, I, let me talk real fast about what you said. I definitely remember when it came out. We were at like the perfect age. Like I'm sure sure we were like 13 years old. So this is like geared towards us. We were like action junkie, 13-year-old white 90s kids who love like shooting and killing and aliens and like pretty girls and all that stuff. So this movie was like kind of for us. So I think we were kind of like in the perfect age range at the time it came out. I would totally get it if like 50-year-old women when this came out were like, eh, pass. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't really for them and that's okay. But, like, let me tell you what I thought the movie was about. I thought it was, a, like, one of these... I, it was like the movie... It was like the video game Contra, almost. It's like you had these these guys on an alien planet with these awesome, like, machine guns, ho- highly, like, mobilized infantry units fighting just seas and seas of, like, waves of bugs that are coming at them with all these awesome guns and nukes and, like, grenades and, like, special vehicles and starships that shoot all kinds of shit and the bugs are shooting like giant rocks at you out their ass and there's like Denise Richards in it and she was like you know late 20s at the time she was super hot it was it was an awesome cool enticing movie for like a hot-blooded young American male like me and you right yeah it definitely 
it, it had all that. It, I mean, it had the sex appeal. It had the action. It, um, yeah. And I, to kind of talk about, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just watched the movie last night for the first time. And like, this is not a movie I go back to a lot. Like it, it's on TV every once in a while and I'll catch it ever, but it's not like a movie. I like, I like, Oh, there's like movies that I like watch every year. And, uh, Starship Troopers definitely isn't one of them that I watch every year, but, uh, I mean, it could definitely be on the list that I, I mean, it's a fun movie to watch even going back to it. I'll get back. I'll get to that a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, um, the movie starred, um, I can't say he's unknown, but it was Casper Van Dien. And I, like, I really think this is the only thing that he's really known for. Yeah. Like, right. Like, like, so Casper Van Dien played, um, Rico, uh, a, he was, uh, he, he's basically, I, what, you explain this movie better than I do. I can't explain it. <laughs> you did. Like, just give us a, a brief, give us a brief. You literally just watched it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can never, I, I can't ever, like, I'm bad at storytelling. Like, I'm terrible at, like, trying to recap. Okay, um, so recap here's what's going on. Rico, uh, played by Casper Van Dien, is, it's like his, it's like his last day of high school and he's got this big like homecoming football game and it's sort of like this cool new agey football where people do flips and girls are quarterbacks and they're impossible to sack for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> That's what I remember most like when I was watching the movie. I remember there was like this girl quarterback and there's like dudes like blitzing her and coming right at her and she's like shoulder thrusting them off of her for like Permanent, like permanently, like when she th- shoulder thrusts them, they're like dead. They're out of the play. <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Wow, football is going to be so cool! Like you can't even blitz effectively anymore." Anyway, um, <laughs> so they're playing this cool futuristic football game, and Johnny Rico is like the star wide receiver, and he's like, "Diz, just give me the ball." Diz is the quarterback, and she'll she'll come into it later. And he's catching passes and scoring the game winning touchdown on like fourth and goal from like midfield as like time expires. It's like badass. And then he goes to senior prom with his super hot girlfriend, Denise Richards, who was like the epitome of hot back. Like, I'm pretty sure that Wild Things came out the same year as this movie or maybe the following year. And that's all you need to know about Denise Richards. Oh, my God. She was so fine back in the day. But anyway, so he and his friends graduate high school. And then the next day, they all have to go to like this civic center and do some sort of placement test like this. And they don't really get into the placement test that much, but they do some sort of test and the test spits out an answer saying that this is what you're going to be in life. And like Johnny signs up for the infantry and uh, Carmen, who's played by Denise Richards, she signs up for like, you know, space fleet or I forget the name of it. And then, and then their friend Doogie Hauser signs up. He gets into like military strategy because he's like really smart and he's like part psychic because this is the future. And the very beginning of the movie, you get sort of this flavor of that it's it's like the future and the there's big government and there's propaganda everywhere. Like they keep doing these cutaway scenes where they show the government dealing with problems. And at first it's um, these bugs and you can tell by the narrator and the way they're cut and the messaging that they're doing that this is some sort of satire or some sort of social commentary on like Nazis almost like and that the future is going to be like this Nazi controlled planet who has to create wars to, you know, generate um, more interest in their own causes. And I, so anyway, 
So Johnny and them go join the military. And then while they're at training, like Johnny kind of sucks. He's like not getting the hang of military. His like drill instructor doesn't like him. And he like tries to quit, right? He's going to quit the military, which is like a big no-no in like fascist societies. So he gets like publicly lashed. And then like they find out that like the that Buenos Aires, where all our main characters are from, has been, like, obliterated. Like, they're watching it, and Johnny's parents are dead, and everybody he knows is dead. And suddenly, like, he's not going to quit the military. He's going to go kick some bug ass. You know what I mean? So, like, his drill instructor agrees to, like, tear up his resignation or something. And then him and his friends all go to war. And they get there, and it's, like, a lot of war... films where it's just a bunch of young kids that show up and they don't really know what's going on and they're like overstimulated and they're scared but they're also kind of excited because they all think they're badasses and they get right out there onto the bug planet and suddenly the bugs like start kicking their ass like they're way stronger and tougher than they thought people are losing legs people are losing arms bugs are eating people they're ki- they're shooting them left and right with all these machine guns it's just chaos right this bug planet they go fight on and meanwhile up in the Starfleet same shit the bugs are like turning their asses up in the space and they're shooting these giant like ass asteroids asteroids at all the space fleet as they're like so the space fleet's like crashing people are dying in space and all this crazy shit is going on and so like the 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 crux of the movie is this literally military battle on these foreign planets with humans versus bugs and i don't think you need to understand much more about the movie like that's really what it's about and that's why i'm going to defend the imdb little synopsis that you poo-pooed because (laughs) <laughs> there's there's really nothing else going on here. It's like it's like humans fighting bugs in outer space. Like that's it. And it's awesome. And then we go through the war and we see the characters evolve and change and 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 rank up as other people die or as they do good things in the military. And of course at the end our central characters are sort of like the core um fighters in getting getting the war won and and take taking back their pride and taking control of the bug planet. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that's what the movie's about. Yeah, that, that basically explains it. basically what I watched last night. Um, the the three fourths of it that I watched, I didn't watch the very end. We'll of get it. to that. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, so what? So you just watched yeah, it. So yeah. what do you think was the most memorable thing about it? Uh, the most memorable. It's such a bad movie now. Like I, I mean, so like it's I mean, like it's it's bad in a in a campy sense. Like it's not like bad unwatchable bad it's bad and like it's just it's very dated like this is like i think movies like especially in the 80s and 90s when you watch them it's like futuristic they have all these um especially in the late 90s in the late 90s when like uh, technology was really progressing cgi was getting a lot better but then like they make these futuristic movies and um like if you watch it now, everything that was futuristic looks outdated. Like this is the vision of the future in a uh, hundred years, but like we've already progressed further than wherever they thought we would be at. And um, not, not me, not totally. We're not in outer space yet, like going to different planets yet. But like it's just kind of like the set pieces. Everything's just kind of. It seems kind of cheap. Everything in the movie seems they had kind a of cheap. Hundred five million dollar um, budget. Is, is that, that it? A hundred and five million? How much money do you need to make a movie? I don't know. I feel like movies nowadays like cost like five hundred. Oh million no, to no, make. no, 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 no. So no, no, no. The, a lot, a lot of the, like Marvel and that and those are they're really expensive. But a lot of that budget just goes towards advertising. Movies are not like that expensive typically, and most movies are well under twenty million dollars to make. Oh really? So this is like a this, this is like a big yeah, blockbuster. This, like, this was a summer like. 
Like a yeah, this was a summer was, blockbuster. I was, I was reading some stuff about like I was. I went back and I read reviews of of um, the movie, like from the '90s perspective. And one thing that I read that really was kind of strange was like how amazing the the CGI and like you know everything was in the movie. And like it's funny to think that like this was like pinnacle of like. I don't know if it was the pinnacle at the time, but it was really like people were commending it for being so well done. Well, Matrix Matrix and, came out uh, two years later. Matrix looked twenty times better than this movie, but I I don't think that the aliens looked bad necessarily. One thing I think, oh the alien, you know the, the, the aliens looked fine. The aliens. Well, then the, what are you talking um, about? You know what the CGI and the the, the set pieces like that's all not the, CGI. Like, um, I guess well, I know. But like I don't know, some of the some of the set pieces are just like it's really like especially like the aircraft and stuff like that. Like in the when they're in space and they're showing like the spacecraft, and that was CGI or maybe it was miniatures. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was miniatures or CGI. That kind of stuff looks kind of like well, really well. Like, you could shoddy. be right. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but the the I thought the aliens look cool, and I think that's what most people care about. How do the aliens look? How did the gunfire work? Like there's this really cool there's this really cool yeah. scene where like. Rico jumps on the back of this one giant bug and he like shoots a little hole out of it out in the back of its neck with his machine gun. And then he sort of like grabs the inside of his mm-hmm. neck and it's bleeding the giant bug and he's sort of riding it like a Bronco. And he eventually somehow pulls out a grenade and throws it down this little wound in the, the back of the bug neck that he created. And he hops off just as the thing sort of implodes. It's such a cool, like fun looking scene. Yeah, it was, I mean, it definitely, it, it was, it's a good, I mean, it, for what it's worth, it, it, it like you don't really get that lost in in it now. Like it's well, still it fun 20, to watch. Twenty years old now. Um, so. But but the acting no, is oh, terrible. The worst, like worst part of Casper, the movie. Worst part of the movie yeah. is the acting. Casper <laughs> Van Dien sucks. Can we can we agree to that? Yeah, Casper yeah, Van Dien is awful in that movie. Um, um, Denise Richards is awful in that movie. In that movie, uh, there's this. There's a couple, um, the couple of redeeming characters that I really like in the movie are uh, Jake Busey, Boop, uh, Jake Busey, and uh, and then the the teacher slash like, um, eventually like uh, Radchek, uh Michael Ironside. Like Michael Ironside is like he lot of he was in a lot of uh, '90s movies: Predator, Total Recall. Um, RoboCop, Fifth Out. Oh no, he was in the Fifth Element. He was in Predator either. I'm I'm looking at the wrong. He was in total. He was thing. in Total Recall, um, and he was in Scanners. He was in Top he Gun. He was in Total Recall. He's in Scanners. Yeah. Top Gun. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So he's you know he's a. I don't know if he's a well-known actor. He's, he's kind of like a bit. He's actor, awesome. But he's, I just watched this movie called Turbo Kid yeah. on Netflix, and he's like the main bad guy. It was such a cool, fun movie. I, we, I don't want to get into it too much, but if you haven't seen Turbo Kid, like, check it out. If you like these kind of movies, you'll love Turbo Kid. I need a corporal. You're it until you're dead, or until I find somebody that's better. A, and th- cool that line. is him. Um, there, I really like the actor that um, played uh, the drill instructor, Sergeant Zim. It was the... I, oh, yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. He's kind of a character actor, but it, I feel like he's always good. He was, like, the main, like, screw in Shawshank Redemption, and he was he was uh, the dad, like the evil dad that becomes a zombie in Pet Cemetery Two with the kid from uh, Terminator Two. And then um, he's in this really awesome HBO um, show called Carnivale, and he plays he plays like 
it's kind of hard to describe, but he's sort of like uh, an avatar of Satan in Carnivale, and he's and he's a preacher at the same time, and he's it's so good. He's like he, I think he's a really underrated actor. His name is Clan- Clancy Brown. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, he he was really good in it. Um, and randomly, the biggest probably maybe one of the bigger actors at the time that was in this movie. Maybe, I don't know if he was that big. I mean, he's big now. But Neil Patrick yeah. Harris was in it. He wasn't big and, at all at the uh, time. This may have been like the a, first big thing he had done since Doogie Howser. I remember having to explain to my friends what Doogie Howser was and who he was. Yeah, and he played like in his character, um, Carl, was this a he was a nerd and and I honestly think the only reason why like they even had this character in the movie was for a plot device later at the end of the movie. Like cause he he's in the beginning of the movie. He like goes to, he's like in school with like Johnny and uh, Carmen and like all, all of them. And, and then, and then he comes in the very end and kind of like helps save the day. Um, well, and so uh, that's, he, that's he, a good point. I don't, you're right. I don't know that he serves the central plot so well, other than just being like one of their friends and, and you know, he's just a side character. I, did you know that this, this idea, this script, it was called like bug hunt on, you know, planet on dead planet or something like that. It, the original script is called like bug hunt on planet dead or something like that. And they decided it was really closely related to a novel called starship troopers. And they, they decided to, to marry the two to help with their own branding and marketing and, and ge- help generate buzz to, to use someone else's IP. And, uh, the director has famously stated that he, he didn't like the book. He thought it was really boring and really right wing. And, um, so I, it's possible that that was a character from the book that, that was written in to serve the marriage, essentially. But I haven't read the book, so don't quote me on that. The, the book is like a really, like Starship Troopers is a really old book from like the 40s or 50s, um, or maybe even earlier than that. Um, but basically the, the book was, well, the kind of whole movie is, maybe one thing that we are forgetting about is that it's trying to show like this, like idealistic future that basically revolves around fascism and like how, how dangerous that can be. And it kind of doesn't do a really good job of doing that. It just kind of um, idolizes it. I don't really know. Like it doesn't really do anything to make you think that like, you're right. It's it's very subtle. And I, I don't, it wasn't a theme that was explored too effectively i thought it was definitely there like you could definitely feel that something was wrong first of all because they were a bunch of white people in buenos aires which they never really explained so <laughs> the argent right. that's argentina yeah. right um and yeah well they all you know it's funny they all have um like uh like kind of brazilian like rico uh carmen abanez uh one of the other characters who's like a love interest of Rico and is also a, like a student was that is, is Buenos Aires in like, Brazil or um, Argentina? Let's let's do geography live on the air. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it's in uh, Brazil. I thought it is in Argentina. Uh, no, you're right. It's, it's Argentina. You're right. Okay. Sorry. It's Argentina. Sorry. Um, so, but um, yeah, Jake 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 Busey yeah, was so, good. You know, he kind of disappeared a little bit. I haven't seen him in too much, really. Well, I think. I mean, that's kind of like a. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he 
went through some stuff. I don't know. Well, he's Gary he's, Busey's uh, son, so you know he's not playing with a full deck. Uh, apparently, he's going to be in the new uh, the Predator, the the like the reboot. Well, that's cool. So, um, so what would you say was so. the most? I mean, other than Casper Van Dien's acting, is there anything else that you like didn't like about the movie? Because I think really, other than that, I I pretty much enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I you know the probably the one thing that this movie's really uh i don't like about it is that it, it's a little bit uh it's there's a little bit too much going on in the plot and it's a it's it's kind of i mean it's two hours and nine minutes long and it's a little long like it could have been kind of shortened and a little bit more action-packed um but you know it's still it's still a good movie i feel like all movies back in the in the night late 90s they all kind of like they kind of all went on a little too long all movies in the like late 90s were always like two hours plus and like you've seen like movies now like you can't really keep in a like especially action movies you can't keep the attention span of like an audience that long anymore and so you get movies that are closer to that are a little bit that are below the two hours right the movie is a Um, little bit too long there's there's a little too much going on you're right but it's it's a it's a fun movie it's but there's a lot of stuff that just isn't explained in the movie and they're, and they do, and they make kind of, they make, I don't know, the, and the end, like the ending of the movie is kind of, I feel like they set it up for like a sequel and, a, and they had sequels, but I don't think they ever really, were they even really connected to this, to that this would, actual story? That I, don't, re- I don't even know. I, that would require me watching the sequels, which were like <laughs> straight. That they were like straight to video. Casper Van Dien, like uh, you know, biography. Like it was like you're you're recasting Casper Van Dien, who's without a doubt pretty much everyone's least favorite part of this movie. <laughs> in these bad straight to video <laughs> sequels with no Paul Verhoeven, it's just like ah, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna work. So. So we yeah, talked about our favorite characters a little bit, um, and I mentioned one of my favorite scenes where he kills that bug with the grenade by shooting a hole in the back of its neck. Did you have any other favorite scenes that you liked? I've one, I've one other too. Um, I, I, I well, you already mentioned it. The football yeah. scene is really random and fun, um, and uh, I it's not so much a, a scene but a moment in the movie. I really liked um, the training when Rico is that is in train at the like kind of like a boot camp. Like it introduces all these really like introduces all these other characters and it and it kind of um that was a I always like those parts of movies is the is the training part. There's no like there's no training montage or anything but like uh Yeah he goes to boot and he fun. meets all his like fellow soldiers and uh he meets Jake Busey and, and Dizzy's there, his little girlfriend that that she kind of like tags along so she can be with him because she has a crush on him. And you know what? That's like one of the biggest travesties of the movie is like he's got this like super hot like girl that like follows him around and like wants him and like has topless showers next to him. And he like, is com- he's like completely uninterested in her for like three quarters of the movie in favor of Denise Richards who pretty much tells him to like fuck off like early on in the movie. And she says like, I'm going after my career or whatever. And it's like, dude, you are, like, wasting her name. Uh, the actress's name is Dina Meyer. She's actually really, really pretty. You're, like, wasting, like, Dina Meyer allure here. It's like, what is the matter with you? You just want to slap him upside the head and be like, dude, dude, just take it. It's there. But, but, yeah, I mean, he definitely, uh, 
it, yeah, that part of like, and so and the big thing in the end of the movie is that she dies for the cause, like in a you know a big scene, and then at the end of the movie there's like this burial of him, and he's like in you know Casper Van Dien is so like you know upset, um, but. Yeah. So I mean, um, the the director said that when they screened the movie, and people would fill out their little comment cards, he said he couldn't believe how many people like were so upset that like uh, Denise Richards broke up with Rico, and they're like, "She's such a slut. I wish she would have died." Kill. He said that one of the comment cards said, "Kill the slut, goddamn." <laughs> and he was he was like, "I always thought there would be a really harsh on Denise Richards, who was an 18 year old girl that went away to join the military and got involved in a, with a war." And decided that she couldn't maintain like an intergalactic relationship. <laughs> and I was, I was like, you know, that's, that's a really good point. Actually, <laughs> poor Denise Richards was so vilified for just breaking up after high school. Who didn't break up with their high school sweetheart except you? Like literally everybody else in the world did. That's what happens. Let's uh, let's let's go to that part. Let's let's talk about like the things that are weird about like about that about the whole the. Were they yes, in high they were school? in high school. They had like senior prom at the very beginning of the movie. But like, was it high school? Like in the sense that we know it, or because like they know. were all like they all seemed they were all like thirty years that, old that when was this just, movie was being made. That was just <laughs> a, a casting decision that was suspect at best. But yeah, they were seniors in high school. They finished senior prom. It's certainly not high school as we know it. I mean, it's like futuristic fascist. You know. It's fascism you, or fascism high in Buenos Aires with white people that speak English. No, that's not what we know. But, I mean, it's close enough. To, to, to get back to that point, I think it's, like, assumed that, like, America has, like, taken over the entire world at this time. Like, in this, in this future. Like, and that's, that, that is one of the reasons why there is all this fascism. Is because, like, America has, like, extended its hand over the entire, like, Americas. No, I, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> So one of our questions on the show sheet is, is it rewatchable? And you like literally just rewatched it where you find yourself like, did you find yourself like picking up your phone and scrolling social media and stuff like that? Or were you like, you know, kind of at least mostly focused in? Um, I was, (laughs) I was mostly focused in. Um, I, I I do this thing when I watch movies that I've already watched. I'll, and I do this for everything I ever watch is I'll spend, I'll watch the movie but the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm on like IMDb and then I go through the rabbit hole of like, oh, what movie was this guy in? What movie was that guy in? Or like, oh, what what are some fun facts about this movie? Like, fun fact about this movie is that Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be Rico and not Casper Van Dien. Also, and, uh, also, James, and at the time, also James Marsden. But keep going. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that would have been a totally different movie if it would have been uh, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, Mark Wahlberg in 1987 was... Uh, he was a, a, a fairly not large, not like a the A-lister that he is now, but he was definitely a bigger actor than. I'm gonna Casper say something Van that's Dien. never. I'm gonna say something um, that's never been uttered before. Mark Wahlberg would have been a better actor in that role. <laughs> <laughs> For, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, it's rewatch. I mean, it's rewatchable. I mean, it's just re- it's rewatchable in the sense of like. For someone who enjoyed this movie when they're 12 years old, like if you took a like a like a, a teenager, a, a millennial teenager right now, and made them watch Super Troopers, like you mean Starship? Would they like it? Probably not. Or sorry, Super Troopers. Like people say, Super. I kept on 
I kept on saying that in my head. Um, Starship Troopers, like if you took them and showed them this movie now, like I don't think they would absolutely. I don't think they would enjoy it. I think they would think it's really like yeah, they they enjoy terrible. all that crap Marvel you, and DC crap. You'd think they'd like this. It's like the same animal. They might like this. So uh, one of, um, one of my favorite scenes is the co-ed shower scene for obvious reasons, but but. But actually, I like Obviously. the story behind it more. So the cast was really nervous about doing this co-ed shower scene, and they they agreed to do it only if Paul Verhoeven, the director, agreed to like do it with them. So he like had to get naked and be on set with them. And they, I I was watching the the commentary on this, and they said that um, so we made him get naked in front of us, and he said. We were all so disgusted by his body that it made the scene much, much harder, and we immediately regretted it and eventually made him put his clothes back on. <laughs> well, that's Is what that it, true? That's what it said in the commentary. I read I read that I read that trivia like I read the trivia that they like they dared him to do it and uh or like he did it. I didn't read the whole like I didn't read the whole that that's really yeah some, that's somebody said that that's what, I mean. it, what i can't remember who it was it wasn't paul verhoven but he w- i listened to the commentary one time with my old roommate luke and we we remember just like dying when people were talking about that like picturing this like 60 year old director you know naked with like his like hanging skin and, and long balls like standing there with like you know uh hot dina meyer and you know all these other young people who are all like in the prime of their life naked in the shower and uh, anyway, so that's kind of a, a fun little story and, and uh, uh, a sign that a director will do whatever it takes to get the best performance out of his actor. So it's a little commendable. I mean, he really, I'm sure he wasn't comfortable doing it either, but, you know, he did it. That's true. I, I mean, I've never heard of a director doing that before. So well, these, well, these days you definitely get hit um, with a sexual harassment claim. <laughs> yeah, I was, with, with the way Hollywood's going nowadays, like all these... I mean that would that yeah, definitely would be. So I think weird. I think I, that like aliens uh, and space aliens as a genre has been like I think for the most part has been grossly poorly done. Like I, there's been like so very few good space alien movies. And I, w- w- what do you think about that statement? I mean I think it's true. I think it's like it's it's like the it's like westerns. Like they're just. They're just not very. They're. I mean, they would. They're probably. They're difficult to make. Um, for one, like they're not like the easiest movie to make because you have to. Everything has to either be has to be CGI and has to be filmed like in the desert and. So like I, I they're, they're just they're just hard to they're just hard to make and like speaking of I that, just think the bu- the bu- I can't. Well, so give me some give me. Give me some good examples of other movies that are like all right. this. Well, I, I the, can't. First of all, the the space aliens scenes, uh, the bug planet was all filmed in Wyoming. I thought that was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, obviously Alien, um, District 9, Independence Day, um, you know, to a lesser extent, like movies like Men in Black and uh, War of the Worlds. They Live is pretty good. So, th- I mean, there's been a few. Predator, obviously. But, like, that's it. Like, that's not very many, actually, guys. We're talking about, like, movies with, like, really cool alien themes where aliens look good and they, they shoot 
with alien themes or they shoot in outer space, like exotic scenes. Not like, not like E.T. Like, E.T. doesn't count. Like, that's set in, like, this, this kid's house. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, like, where you have to, you have to show the aliens, you have to show their spacecrafts, you have to show how they are. Like, most of them are just awful, to be frank. Uh, I just named, like, five or six good ones. Think of how many times it's been attempted. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I like this. Like, I know, like, Starship Troopers isn't a perfect movie or anything, but I think it's, Actually, like, maybe my favorite, like, space alien action movie. Well, no, no, I take that back. Aliens, the sequel, is my favorite. But, th- like, this one, probably number two. Like, th- And to me, just like you were saying about Westerns, it's not the easiest genre to do, and they did it. So, you know, uh, give it kudos. Yeah, I mean, the biggest fault of this movie is that it had, like you said, a humongous budget, and it had a terrible cast. Like, if you took humongous 90 stars uh, and put them in this movie and actually had like good billing, this movie would have been, would probably be considered one of the, like one of the best like action movies of the nineties. If you put, if you actually, if you actually casted it right. Like Marky Mark. um, Like even putting, like even putting like Mark Wahlberg in it. Like uh, I'm at the time Mark Wahlberg was doing, he had done, I don't know if he had done Boogie Nights yet. I think that's 98. Actually, it might be 97 too. Um, but, uh, it, I mean, like, if you actually cast it right, it would actually have been a good movie. Like, I was looking at the, like you said, it cost like $101 million to make. It only grossed $121 million. And so, like, that's not, that's awful Profit. for this movie, you know? Um, and it also, weirdly enough, it was not a, uh, it wasn't a summer blockbuster. It was released in November, November seventh, which is like a dead time for a movie. Mm, that's odd. I definitely, I definitely remember watching it. So, from, so the following summer. So my dad. So it was like I was like thirteen or maybe fourteen when I saw it. So it was like one of the last summers before I had my car. So you kind of grounded at your parents' house a little bit. And uh, I remember like my dad had this illegal mm-hmm. pirate cable box where you could watch like pay per view movies as much as you wanted. And, like, this was on there, and I must have watched it, like, a dozen times that summer. And the other movies, the other two movies I distinctly remember seeing, like, way too many times, because they were on pay-per-view, was Spice World and Home Alone, like, four, three or four. And they were both so terrible. Like, they were just awful, awful movies. Anyway, so that was my experience watching it. But to name a few other, like, pretty good alien movies that I thought were fun or, you know, did a good job, like, uh, Galaxy Quest was one of them, and... um, Oh, there was one other on the tip of my tongue. Oh, well, Signs was pretty good. And then there's one more. Oh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Oh, Fifth Element. Yeah, we'll do that movie sometime. So I guess it's not like it's never Um, been done, but still, that's only like 10 good alien movies like ever. Counting Aliens is one and Predator is one. Yeah. Looking at 90s like Aliens movies, like, oh, Stargate, is that considered an alien movie? Oh, it's considered an Aliens movie. It's not considered Um, good. What about like the, what about the arrival? arrival? You mean you mean the one that came out last with, uh, year with the Charlie? No, no, the oh, arrival. Oh, Char- Charlie Sheen. Arrival you know, I don't remember that movie like at all. Isn't he like a he's somebody that like listens to radio frequencies or something? Yeah, he like gets a, like a, a transmission and like he like trying to tell people that like we're being invaded by aliens. I and, saw it. Yeah, I saw it. But yeah, I there wasn't really distinctly. And then there was yeah, there wasn't much in the nineties to be honest. So, um, I, you mentioned like another, like, so hell, let me just do some real quick. Um, the only good bug is a dead bug. I don't, 
Let's, we'll move on to our next part where we, the sequels. Did you see them? This movie has spawned uh, four sequels. I've never seen them. Um, none of which, none of I, I, uh, none of which I've seen. I think I've seen part of uh, the not the sequel. It was the third. I don't know. There was one really weird one where it was um, not weird one, but it was like a it was almost like a, a thriller like horror movie. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember. I definitely haven't watched any of them. There was so the Starship Troopers uh, to the Hero of the Federation was straight to video. Had nobody famous in it. Billy Brown. I'm I'm not sure who that is. Um, and then there was then they and then they tried to do a finish the trilogy with Starship Troopers three, and they brought back Casper Van Dien. And uh, I'm pretty sure that didn't do anything. Uh, interesting note: 2017 was. So this movie called Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars came out and it brought back the voices of uh, um, Casper Van Dien and Dina Meyer, which is weird because she dies in the in the movie. So the Rotten Tomatoes, so, the Rotten Tomato scores are 63 percent for part one, 33 percent for part two. And the rest of them haven't been rated because you need a minimum of five critics to watch and review it. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they haven't had that they haven't um, had five critics and on rotten tomatoes by the way though people critics will review random weird stuff all the time so that tells you just how little interest anyone has in seeing these sequels <laughs> uh i i've read i thought i was reading a little bit uh, ran across a couple of articles that they're thinking about like not so much remaking it but rebooting it um you know I mean, that's the biggest, that's what everyone's trying to do now is like, they're trying to remake these like 90s, 80s, like bad movies and then remake them because of uh, nostalgia. Um, well, but well, I don't know. Yeah. I have no interest. This isn't in, one of those stories that I think it. needs to be retold. You know? <laughs> like, oh, how, how are they going to fight bugs this time? <laughs> anyway, so let's, move, um, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it was. I mean, but Starship Troopers is a very, you know, holds a, you know, it's very near and dear in my childhood heart just because I did. You know, it was one of the first movies I ever rented on um, DVD. Like Ooh. it was long after DVD had ever had ever came out, um, and like it was probably like 2002 when I got my first like DVD player. Um, and I, and you'd go to like Hollywood video and they'd only have like a limited, like they only have like certain movies on DVD. And I remember thinking like, Oh, I need to watch this movie in DVD because the CGI or the graphics in the movie were so, were so good. And I need to like relive it in like DVD form. And, uh, but I was still like probably watching it on a, a, a terrible I wonder TV. how much time so, people from our neck of the woods near Mount Spokane spent at that one Hollywood video on the north side, just north of the Y. Like, like I feel like like that was like the best video store around, and we all like went there. I remember always seeing people from my high school there. I remember this this girl that I really liked, Andrea Richards or Richardson. She worked there, and I kept trying to get a job there. And they like, I, I one time I finally got an interview, and they didn't hire me. So, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's you could have recommended. I felt like I would have been so good at it. Like I have so many like opinions about movies, but I think they were more interested in people that like, you know, could stock the stock, the popcorn drawer. 
movie stores are so like I mean like they're completely like you know I mean obviously they're dead now uh but that was such a thing to do in the in the 90s and even early like I mean 80s 90s and like early 2000s I'm even into like like even the early 2010s like you'd go to the movie store and like you know pick something out and uh and you'd like you know, have to pick and choose. Yeah, it, was really ne- it was really and, uh, uh, Netflix scrolling, except like in person. It was a, uh, <laughs> it was live Netflix scrolling, is what it was. Yeah, uh, that's true. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you can watch this movie if you have Comcast. <laughs> you can watch it on let's, Stars, and you can watch it on this other thing called. Well, Cineplex. let's get to the end. Let's, let's talk about what happens at the end, and then we'll wrap it up. So I think we've pretty much covered everything else. But uh, so so at the very end, they like they learn that there's this brain bug and it's sort of the it's sort of the strategist and the brain trust literally of how the aliens are approaching this war and their attack. And so at the end, their mission becomes to catch the brain bug and uh, Rico and um, I think, no, like Carmen and Rico and Xander down there. And Rico has this great line, which I'm going to let you play. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, One day, someone like me is going to kill you and your whole fucking race. So Xander is about to get his brain sucked out by this really sort of ridiculous-looking brain bug. Honestly, it looked like a giant scrotum with eyes. Like, it was the dumbest-looking thing. It was the worst-looking alien of the movie. Like, not even close. Every other alien in the movie looked cool and badass. This thing looked so weird. Giant scrotum with eyes is what the brain bug was. And it had this sort of weird, like, claw thing that would come out of its head, and it would, like... It would like javelin people in their brains and sort of suck out their brain juice, and the people looked like like they were becoming zombies sort of at the time. Then they just sort of collapsed dead. And then um, the the drill instructor from the beginning manages to catch the brain bug, and the, the actual event of how that happens is like cut, or you don't see it. So at the end, like Rico's fighting all these bugs. There's this really cool like. Um, defend the boundaries scene with Rico and Dizzy and Radchek where they're inside this like abandoned military base and there there's just this onslaught of bugs climbing over the walls and they're all running out of ammo and they get air support at the last minute and it's Carmen and she saves them and it's this really cool like defend the borders scene but uh so in the end like um Doogie Hauser shows up and he like reads the brain's mind and he go and everyone's waiting to, to see what the brain thinks so they can learn and Doogie Hauser goes he's afraid He's afraid, and then everyone cheers, and that's sort of the end of the movie because the they're afraid of them, and that that sort of fit the the fascist theme that their goal is war to um, inspire their people together and to make other races afraid of them. But since Americans have taken over the whole world, um, the new enemy needs to be external threats. And I never realized this until I was much older that the whole war was sort of made up the aliens never did attack them and that the whole thing was just some sort of military engine. Like, I don't know if you even caught that yesterday or are you watching it, but like the aliens never attack or the bugs never attacked earth. That, that was some sort of self-inflicted like PR stunt to generate a war. Did you catch that at all? It was an inside yes. job? Well, like no, not like I don't believe in that crap, but yes, it was, <laughs> it I'm just joking. I'm, I'm, I'm totally joking about 9-11. I don't believe it's an inside right. job. Well, I, like I know that like, you don't, but don't believe random either. people that listen to this don't know, but he's joking. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, th- just like that. Just like that theory, but it, that's in the plot of the story. That, 
That's what happened. But yeah. it actually happened. I I thought the bug sent the meteorite. Did that never, they? I don't. Happened. I didn't catch they, that either. They blew up Buenos Aires and then they blamed the bugs for it. Yeah, I mean, you saw the. Well, then how did how did how did how did, how did I didn't watch the whole movie? How, and then I didn't catch that part when I was watching the movie. Um, the, how so? How, how does did Dizzy, Dizzy die? die? Dizzy gets killed. Dizzy gets killed by the bugs. Yeah. Like at the defend the la- that scene I was just talking about, where. Uh, with uh, Rat Radchek oh, okay. dies, and then like Dizzy dies somehow, and I can't remember exactly, but Rico like tries to save her, and uh, Dizzy's like shot, and she's bleeding out of her mouth, and and Rico's like holding her, and Dizzy's like it's okay, cause at least I got to have you, and I think she's talking about like the night that they ha- slept together, so like her life ambition, and she is a super hot chick, her life ambition was to sleep with this guy, and he like didn't know it until like a week before she died. I think that's more what guys were pissed off about. <laughs> Not that not that Denise Richards left him, but that he <laughs> left Dizzy hanging for so long. It's like, what the hell? Help a sister out. Hey, he's on. He's honorable. He was he was with he was with his girlfriend. He wanted to be with her. He found he found this girl is like. A, but the, kind of his annoying, girlfriend left you know? him, so all bets are off at that point. Meanwhile, she's banging that douchebag Xander with his dorky haircut, who I just saw in a Hallmark movie last month. Just- <laughs> <laughs> he, he was on oh, was Jill, Jill was watching too. some Hallmark movie um, and I walked by and I go I, I think, think that's Xander from Starship Troopers she's like I don't know what you're talking about but he's a really nice guy in this movie like, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> anyway that's really funny so yeah that's it that's, All right, well, do we have any more yeah, cool drops the, uh, <laughs> I would like to know if we had more drops <laughs> uh, I don't think so I, 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 I did this one. You're it until I did you're it. dead. I had them all. I used them all. Yeah. I, there was a bunch. Of, there was a bunch. There was a bunch of other drops I could have used, but they were just kind of boring. Like the whole. I could have got the. They're afraid. Oh yeah. They're afraid. So like that was a drop. So you want to tell them about our next short. show before I wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. Um. So. Um. Next show we're gonna we we kind of plan these out like a month in advance, and we're gonna do a movie, a TV show, and a movie. And so we've obviously done a movie and a video game. Um, next week we're gonna do one of the classic TV shows of all time uh, that started in 1997 when we were in in junior high. Oh. We're gonna do South Park. Um, and obviously there's a lot to talk about in South Park. We'll probably focus the on 90s all the 90s episodes. We're gonna focus on the 90s episodes. I've, yeah, the 90s episodes. Because I don't think anybody watches well, the show I, anymore. I, I, I think don't. young people still do, but I'm not sure. I, to me, it's sort of like Simpsons. I'm like, who is still watching this? It hasn't been like the same in forever, but I guess some new audiences have adopted it. And the rest of us have just sort of bailed out. Yeah, I think people just watch it nowadays is because, I mean, people, people just watch, people just make TV shows because they can like sell them to like Netflix. I think a lot of people places. watch South Park nowadays yeah. to know what and position Hulu. they have politically. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, probably, so, it's sad, but it's probably true. So next yeah, week, so next ne- week, South Park. Uh, please uh, ne- yes. uh, follow us on Facebook at Super Nineties Bros. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @BroPomode at Adam Pitzler at Super Nineties Brothers. Please message us or email us. Email the show at Super Nineties Brothers, all spelled out at gmail.com. And we'd love to answer your questions, get your feedback, any requests you guys have for future shows or topics. We'd love to hear it. And uh, yeah, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another chilling installment of Super 90s Brothers. We hope you enjoyed Starship Troopers. Rico, you know what to do. See you, man. Have a good night. Peace. You too, peace.
afraid. afraid.